The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. In liberating strife, who more than self, their country loved. something like this. start momentarily we have people still signing on. Good afternoon, and welcome to the City of Lansing's 42nd Annual Memorial Observance and Celebration honoring Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his legacy of service. I am Kimberly Coleman, and I serve as Director of Human Relations and Community Services for the City of Lansing and the Chair of the City's Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Executive Committee. It is truly a pleasure for me to welcome all of you as well as our mayor, the Honorable Andy Shore, members of our city council, 
Human Relations and Community Services Advisory Board. Keynote speaker, the Honorable Shauna Dunnings, Ingham County Chief Judge and Probate Judge, an honored guest, musicians, artists, and sponsors. We are grateful for our long-term host, co-host, the Kappa Delta Lambda Chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, and honored that the Alphas join us each year to acknowledge our special award recipients. Our theme this year is, in the long run, justice finally must spring from a new moral climate. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. included this excerpt in a 1957 letter to President Dwight D. Eisenhower requesting federal assistance with school integration in Little Rock, Little Rock Arkansas. These powerful words included in this impactful letter started on newspaper margins and continued on bits of paper provided by friends of Dr. King. This very letter led to President Eisenhower's decision to use federal troops to integrate Central High School in Little Rock, Arkansas. Emotions ran high during this time and bravery of the Little Rock Nine was unimaginable. In his 1957 book, Stride Towards Freedom, Dr. King stated, true peace is not merely the absence of tension, it is the presence of justice. It has been and it remains a long and difficult journey for our marginalized brothers and sisters to gain true equity in this country. But even in difficult times like these, we can find cause for celebration. Today, we celebrate the life and works of Dr. King, who remains a great example of how one person can potentially impact our country and our world positively, generation after generation. He exemplified the kind of leadership qualities that we might all strive for, justice for all people, principles of nonviolence, equity, empowerment, and civility. And throughout his monumental civil rights career, Dr. King formed coalitions with other groups facing similar struggles, inspiring millions of people with his courage. And yes, his work, our work is not yet done. Here at the city of Lansing, we continue Reverend King's work through the development and implementation of our racial justice and equity plan intended to promote social justice and equity in Lansing community and within city government. We hope that our community inspired strategy that was created by community's champions will continue to push the call for action. There is no simple solution to achieving racial justice and equity. We do, however, know that real change requires constant vigilance, ongoing dialogue and robust collaboration. We welcome you to join us as we all continue to honor the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. by answering the current and urgent call to action and doing our part to create a new moral climate in our quest to achieve racial equity and justice. Thank you for your attention. I will now introduce our host and program MC, Guadalupe Ayala, the city of Lansing's first diversity, equity, and inclusion officer. Guadalupe. Thank you, Director Coleman, and uh, good afternoon, everyone. As Director Coleman mentioned, special thank you to the family and friends of today's awardees and performers for being here. 
Thank you also to all of my HRCS colleagues, advisor board members, city of Lansing employees, and all elected officials, and all of you for virtually being here and celebrating the life of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. As stated, I will be your host this afternoon. So let's get it started with our invocation. Uh, we are joined by Reverend uh, Ronald T. Embry, Chair of the Human Relations and Community Services De uh, Department Advisory Board. Reverend Embry. Okay. start my video. I'd like to say good afternoon to everyone that has joined today. It's certainly an honor and a privilege to be able to be a part of this 42nd annual memorial observance of the great late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, on the behalf of the HRCS board, which I am the chair, and to all the members and to our director and to the mayor, the council members, and especially the citizens of the city of Lansing. I'm going to offer a prayer that God will guide each speaker and help us to unite in unity. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for an opportunity to come together to commemorate the life and the legacy of such a great man. Yes, we understand that they killed the dreamer, but the dream still continues. And we understand that on this afternoon, we still have a long way to go as there's optical, obstacles, mountains, and various things that get in the way, but help us to continue to fight, to reach the goal, to reach the destination of equality of just fairness so that all people, regardless of race, creed, color, or gender are treated equally. This is the dream that Dr. King had. And it is our prayer that through this continual labor of love, that this will come to our vision, that someday we'll see it in our lifetimes. We'll see a time when everyone is judged based upon their character and not upon anything else. We pray and ask you for these and all blessings in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior. And everyone says, amen. Amen, and thank you, Reverend Embry. Uh, now I would like to welcome the Honorable May, uh, Mayor Andy Shore, who will be presenting the proclamation for today's event. Mayor. Well, thank you, Guadalupe, and uh, welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, once again, this year we're coming together virtually in an effort to keep everyone safe. Uh, can't wait to join you all in person again for this wonderful event next year, hopefully in person. I wanna thank uh, Director Kim Coleman and DEI Officer Guadalupe Ayala and the entire staff at HRCS for their work in organizing another wonderful event for our community. I'm grateful for that, for what all you do, for what you all do here in Lansing. Uh, in the past, I've, I've closed with words from Dr. King, but this year, let me start with some that remain critical as we continue to face challenges raised by the pandemic. Uh, in his I Have a Dream speech in August of 1963, Dr. King said, out of a mountain of despair, a stone of hope. 
that quote embodies so much of the last few years. We've faced so many challenges in our country and here in Lansing, but we continue to come together as a community to face these challenges. We're here celebrating the life of a man we lost violently more than half a century ago. As Americans and as communities, we have to do all we can to make things better. That's the lesson of, of Dr. King, among others, uh, the hope that our communities could come together to make the future more equitable and fair for everyone. Personally, over the last two years, I've learned a lot. I'm eternally grateful to those who've reached out and worked with me to help me a better, make me a better leader and make our city uh, better for everyone. Good leaders know they can't do it alone. That's why I pulled together an incredible team to help guide me, my administration, and the city through these challenging times. Uh, we formed the Mayor's Racial Justice and Equity Alliance. As Director Coleman mentioned, um, we are evaluating our policies, practices, and strategies in Lansing, uh, and there have been recommendations on ways to make everything more inclusive. This group made dozens of recommendations and are currently in the stages of being implemented. One of our first actions was the hire, hiring of the Chief Diversity Officer to help roll out and implement the recommendations, and you've all gotten to meet Guadalupe Ayala. Uh, recently, we unveiled the City of Lansing Equity Matrix and Diversity Dashboard, and both of these tools came directly from the recommendations of the MRJEA report. Uh, our department heads and city staff have embraced this effort to make Lansing the most inclusive community that we can be. The work obviously doesn't, uh, won't be done overnight. It takes time to work with our team at the city and with our neighbors to make Lansing more inclusive, but by working together, we'll continue to make progress. So while, we, uh, while both 2020 and 2021 were challenging in ways we'd never expected, Lansing has come together to meet those challenges, and I'm grateful to so many in our community for demonstrating what is great about our city, our resilience, and our sense of community. Dr. King spoke of that stone of hope, and I certainly now understand a little bit more about what he meant. Uh, it's so much hope for Lansing's future and the incredible residents here who want to make our city better. Um, you've got the proclamation up on the site. Um, certainly, in normal times, I would be handing that off to, to Guadalupe or Kim, uh, but uh, we've got that proclamation, which will be given to our, our HRCS folks. Uh, it indicates a lot of things that have been said. Thank you to all of our partners, uh, Alpha Phi Alpha, uh, Kappa Delta Lambda Chapter, the Bar Association and others. Um, and certainly uh, the important part, which is, is easy, but um, important is that uh, I, Andy Shore, Mayor of the City of Lansing by the power vested in me hereby proclaim January 17, 2022 as Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day in Lansing. And I encourage all citizens to take a moment to reflect upon the leadership of Dr. King and to consider how our community can learn from his example. Thank you all for joining us and for all you do for Lansing. And, and I hope to see you all in person at this event next year. Thanks everyone. Thank you, Mayor Shore. And um, up next, we are joined by Hope Central Urban Arts, uh, which is an after-school program where children are taught performing and technical arts. Hope Central exists to provide a space and a place for students to be great. The students performing today attend Windermere Park's uh, Charter Academy, ranging in grades kindergartner through eighth grade. And the first song they will be performing is titled Do It For Me, written by Hope Central's owner, operator, Anna Maria Horn, who is joining us here today. Uh, the song encourages everyone to support the children and youth in their community, whether it's arts, education, or the fight for racial equity. And we can do the work of justice for our children's sake. Anna Maria, uh, if you please can join us in introducing your, your children. I mean, the students that you know, that you help. Good afternoon. 
Um, it is our privilege to share uh, the gifts and talents of the students from Windermere Park Charter Academy. The kids have worked so hard and because it's quarantine uh, or we're in the pandemic, we had to kind of piecemeal some things together to make it work, but the children, they were so excited and ready to share this song with you. We hope you enjoy. Central Arts, you all did a phenomenal job and keep raising those voices. You all have inspired me and I'm sure others as well. So we will get one more opportunity to enjoy them at the end of the program. And uh, now I am honored to introduce our keynote speaker, the Honorable Judge Shauna Dunnings. 
On November 6, 2018, Shana Dunnings was elected as the first woman as an, an African-American probate court judge in Ingham County. Judge Dunnings was born and raised in Lansing, and she graduated from JW Sexton High School. She received her Bachelor's of Arts degree from the University of Michigan and her Juris Doctor degree from Howard University School of Law. After law school, Judge Dunnings returned home to practice law with her father, Stuart J. Dunnings Jr., and her brothers. Judge Dunnings is married to Stuart Chavez, and they have two adult children, Taylor and William Chavez. Early in her professional career, Judge Dunnings had the privilege of clerking for a federal district court judge. Judge Dunnings spent over a decade in private practice with her father, and in 2003, she began her work as a public servant as the assistant friend of the court attorney referee in Eaton County. Judge Dunnings began her service in the Ingham County Circuit Court when she was appointed to serve as the friend of the court. Judge Dunnings served as the Ingham County friend of the court for six years. And in 2013, she was promoted to serve as the circuit court administrator. As Ingham County Circuit Court Administrator, Judge Dunnings worked with the judges, court staff, and community partners to expand the court's programming to provide supportive services to individuals appearing before the court. During her career, Judge Dunnings has actively participated in several professional organizations committed to improving the legal system and access to justice. From 2003 to 2010, she served on the governor's task force on child abuse and neglect. Judge Stunning served as the president of the Ingham County Bar Association, and in 2017, she was elected to serve as a second term as a commissioner of the State Bar of Michigan. Judge Dunnings was appointed to serve on the State Trial Court Funding Commission from 2017 to 2019. And in 2021, she was appointed to serve on the Michigan Supreme Court Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee as a co-facilitator. She is currently on the Board of Directors for the Michigan Probate Judges Association. In 2011, Judge Dunnings received the civility award for the Ingham County Bar Association. And in 2014, she received the Distinguished Barrowster Award from the Davis Dunnings Bar Association, formerly the Lansing Black Lawyers Association. In 2018, Judge Dunnings was recognized as a patriotic employer for supporting employee participation in the National Guard and Reserve Armed Forces and she received a 2018 Women of Achievement Award from the Lansing Alumni Chapter of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. In addition to being active with professional organizations, Judge Dunnings is a lifelong member of Trinity AME Church. She is also a Diamond Life member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, a life member of the NAACP and a member of the Lansing East Lansing Chapter of Links Incorporated. Now, let's please welcome the Honorable Judge Shauna Dunnings. Good afternoon. It is an honor to be a part of the City of Lansing's 42nd Memorial Observance of Dr. Martin Luther King holiday. This event is one hour long and I was told I have five to 10 minutes. So I wrote down my thoughts to stay within the time provided. 
The theme today is, in the long run, justice finally must spring from a new moral change. When I received the theme, I was trying to conceptualize what it means to have justice spring from a new moral change. Justice is a complex ethical principle with meanings that range from the fair treatment of individuals to the equitable allocation of resources. For me, as a family court judge, justice means being fair and impartial. It means listening to the facts of a case and applying the rule of law without being affected by a person's race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, educational background, or their station in life. When we say, in the long run, justice must spring from a new moral change, we need to understand what a moral change is. When judges interpret a law or a court rule, each word is to be given the plain, ordinary meaning, and the court may consult the dictionary to determine that meaning. Merriam-Webster's definition of the word moral, when used as an adjective, includes the following concerning or relating to what is right and wrong in human behavior. When we talk about the need for change, we often say, you need to change this or we need to change that, but we seldom qualify the need for change by saying we need a new moral change. Presumably, moral change involves changes to what we believe is good or bad, right or wrong. Today, we are urged to ensure that justice springs from a new moral change, a change because it's morally the right thing to do. Let me give you an example of change versus new moral change. Consider a person that has never donated money to a charity that feeds the homeless. At some point, that person decides to make a change and starts giving to the Greater Lansing Food Bank. The question becomes, did he give because he believed it was the right thing to do, or did he give because he wanted a tax write-off? Our hope is his decision to change and start giving to the food bank was because someone convinced him that it is the right thing to do, to not judge people for being homeless, but help them, a moral change to help feed a homeless person in need. So how will justice spring from a new moral change? It is our responsibility as a community to ensure that the people in positions of public trust at every level carry out their duties in a manner that is just and moral. At the township level, at the city level, at the state level, and at the federal level, public servants are required to take an oath of office. The oath includes upholding the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the State of Michigan. Public servants have an obligation to the people we serve to be just, fair, and impartial. The challenge is we don't always agree upon what is morally right or wrong. Examples of just, justice springing from a new moral change include slavery, some people knew it wasn't right, but didn't have the courage to change it. Other people thought it was right and necessary to build the nation. Laws of segregation. Some people knew that separate was not equal or right, but others thought separate but equal was a fair solution to the racial, racial conflict. Interracial marriages. 
1967, the United States Supreme Court determined that statutes banning interracial marriages were unconstitutional. All nine justices agreed that the statutes were unconstitutional. Same-sex marriages. In 2015, the United States Supreme Court ruled that the state bans on same-sex marriages were unconstitutional. However, that ruling was a five to four decision, a much closer margin. And finally, in 1983, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday was designated as a federal holiday. In 1968, the late Representative John Conyers introduced legislation to make Dr. King's birthday a federal holiday. It took 15 years for the legislation to pass. It took longer for the 50 states to adopt the holiday, with South Carolina being one of the last states to approve the King holiday for state employees in the year 2000. All of these events exemplify how in the long run, justice will spring from a new moral change. As I prepared for today, I reflected on the Sam Cooke song, A Change Is Gonna Come. In this song, Sam Cooke was eloquent in his depiction of triumph over adversity. Over the last two years, we have endured extraordinary circumstances during unprecedented times. During these tumultuous times, we need to work together. Our state legislature and our federal legislature have been caught up in what appears to be intractable conflicts. As a sitting judge, my ability to comment on pending political issues is restricted by the Code of Judicial Conduct, but I can encourage people to exercise their right to vote to ensure that the people making the decisions affecting the fabric of our nation will perform their duties in a way that ensures justice will spring from a new moral change. Change can take a long time, but through our collective actions, justice will be achieved. I leave you with the following quote from Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., paraphrasing a quote from clergyman Theodore Parker. We shall overcome because the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. Thank you very much. It is an honor and a pleasure to speak to you today. Thank you, Judge Dunnings, for your continuous leadership in our community and your inspirational message for everyone here today, especially to our youth and our leaders. Uh, next up, we have the pleasure to welcome at-large council member Patricia Spitzley, who will be presenting the council's resolution for today's event. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, thank you so much for the opportunity to present the resolution. So I'll just read it off and then we'll present it. Um, this was voted on unanimously by our city council and there it is on the screen. Whereas the city of Lansing through the Human Relations and Community Services Department will be hosting the 42nd annual memorial observance of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. on January 14th, 2020 entitled In the Long Run, justice finally must spring from a new moral climate. And whereas this day should be a day of participation where all citizens contribute something positive to their community in keeping with Dr. King's lifelong work toward peace, justice, and equity. And whereas Dr. Martin Luther King Day 
Martin, excuse me, whereas Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day honors the life and contributions of America's greatest champion of racial justice and equality, the leader who not only dreamed of a colorblind society, but also led a movement that achieved historic reforms to help make it a reality. And whereas Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is regarded as America's preeminent advocate of nonviolence and one of the greatest nonviolent leaders in history by using the power of words and acts of nonviolence to advocate for freedom. And whereas Dr. King campaigned for unprecedented civil rights legislation and was also the driving force behind the March for Jobs in 1963, also known as the March on Washington, whereas his famous I Have a Dream speech secured his status as a leader and led to inspire the nation to act on civil rights. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the Lansing City Council commends the Human Relations and Community Services Department on their 42nd annual memorial observance of Dr. Martin Luther King held on January 14, 2020, and encourage all residents of the city of Lansing to share in Dr. King's dream and work towards justice, goodwill, and brotherhood for all people. Thank you. And on a personal note, you know, I am so pleased. Um, that I was able to present this. I know that um, the Little Rock Nine, or members of the Little Rock Nine, will also be presenting um, for the city of Lansing on Monday. And I was privileged to be able to um, visit um, Central High School in Little Rock, Arkansas, and see the legacy um, that they have um, established for all of us. Um, through them, I am who I am today, and I am eternally grateful. But thank you for the opportunity to participate today. Thank you, Councilmember uh, Spitzley. As we have uh, throughout the years, the resolution and the proclamation presented today will be sent to the King Center in Atlanta, Georgia. Next up, uh, we have a performance by Dimitri Clinton. Mr. Clinton is a brother of the Kappa Delta Lambda chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Today, he will be singing A Change Is Gonna Come by Sam Cooke, which you may also recall Judge Stunning's referring, referring it to in her speech. Here you go. I was born by the river in a little tent, oh, and just like that river, I've been running ever since, it's been a long time, long time coming, but I know change don't come oh yes it will it's been too hard living but i'm afraid to die because i don't know what's happening beyond the skies it's been a long time Long time coming, but I know change gonna come. Oh, yes, it will. I go to the movies and I go down to 
Somebody keep telling me, don't hang around. It's been a long time, long time coming, but I know change don't come. Oh, yes, it will. Then I go to my brother and I say, brother, help me, please. But he winds up knocking me back down on my knees. Oh, there be times that I thought I couldn't last for long. But now I think I'm able to carry on. It's been a long time, long time coming. But I know change gon' come. Oh, yes, it will. Thank you, Mr. Clinton, for your performance. I would like to now welcome Attorney Ernsty Augustine, board member of the Ingham County Bar Association, who along with the Ingham County Bar Foundation have partnered with us throughout the years to make this event possible. Ms. Augustine is originally from Florida, but moved to Michigan to obtain both her bachelor's degree in political science pre-law and her master's degree in human development and family studies at Michigan State University. Ms. Agustin is an attorney at Chalgian and Tripp Law in East Lansing. In addition to the Bar Association, Ms. Agustin also serves on several committees and council roles, some of which include president of the Davis Dunnings Bar Association and board of directors for Michigan Center for uh, Civic Education. Attorney Agustin. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, I just wanna say that the, the presentation has been amazing so far, and it's a privilege and honor to come before you today on behalf of the Ingham County Bar Association, also known as the ICBA. This is an organization that's dedicated to improving our local judicial system, foster and enhance the quality of legal services in our community, and to provide educational and professional programs for our members. The great Dr. Martin Luther King was passionate about access to education. This year's theme, in the long run, justice finally must spring from a new moral climate, is timely as we recognize more change will come. It must. Not only with access to education, but with increasing racial diversity and inclusion within the legal industry. According to the American Bar Association, about 5% of all attorneys across the United States African-American. The work must continue both from the inside and the outside. The ICBA is currently discussing presentation of the Mansfield Rule to our membership. The purpose of the Mansfield Rule is to increase and sustain a diverse and inclusive workforce in law firms. The ICBA looks forward to encouraging members and law firms to participate in implementing the Mansfield Rule into their systems. In addition, ICBA has a history of recognizing attorneys that provide pro bono services to the community. Dr. King was also passionate about access to justice. And as we know, financial insecurity often limits one's ability to access justice and quality representation. 
racial representation matters, the ICBA can do more and will do more. Collaborating with other organizations, such as the Davis Dunnings Bar Association, which was founded and led by amazing attorneys, the Honorable Clinton Kennedy and the Honorable Hugh Clark, along with several other African-American attorneys, such as the late attorney Stuart Dunnings, father of our keynote speaker, Judge Shauna Dunnings. As a black attorney, I must say, I am thankful for those that went before me and paved the way through our education and judicial system. But the work doesn't stop here, it must continue. As someone that is part of the DDBA and ICBA board, I implore you to get involved and become proactive in your area of expertise and community. If you have a seat at the table or if you've created your own, encourage collaboration across various organizations educate and mentor the next generation. Remember the stories of those that went before us and know that you are standing on their shoulders today. As the great Dr. King said, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. This is one of my favorite quotes. It reminds me that we all have a role to play on this journey in creating access to education, equality and justice. Thank you everyone who paved the way and thank you for inviting me today. Thank you, uh, Attorney Agustina, and thank you also to the association and the foundation for their continuous partnership. Next up, uh, we welcome Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, Kappa Delta Lambda Chapter, who have also partnered with us to celebrate Dr. King. They will be presenting their annual MLK Citizenship Awards. I welcome Carol Pope, President for the Chapter, and Jonathan Worthen, Chair for the MLK Citizenship Award Committee. Thank you, Mayor Shore, Judge Dunnings, City Council members, elected officials, and those here participating with us from Lansing and the greater Lansing area. I'd like to share greetings from the men of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. My name is Harold Pope. I am the president of Kappa Delta Lambda Chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity here in Lansing. 41 years after the 13th Amendment, the end of slavery, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, the first intercollegiate Greek letter fraternity established for African-American men was founded on December 4th, 1906 at Cornell University in Ithaca, New York, by seven men who recognized the need for a strong bond of brotherhood among African-American descendants in this country. The need to focus on service to the community, leadership, commitment and scholarship. With the founding of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, these seven men created more than a fraternity. They started a movement. In a few short years, eight other African-American fraternities and sororities would be formed, creating what we now call the Divine Nine. All with the common goal of unifying and creating positive change in their communities. Our fraternity is now over 115 years strong, with Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King is one of our distinguished members. He was initiated as a member of this great fraternity in 1952 through our Sigma chapter in Boston. The Lansing chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated was chartered on May 26, 1972 as Kappa Delta Lambda 
This year will mark our golden 50th anniversary. Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporate develops leaders, promotes brotherhood, and academic excellence while providing service and advocacy for our communities. The Kappa Delta Lambda chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated has been in partnership with the Lansing City Hall for 42 years. In this partnership, Alpha Phi Alpha has had the honor and privilege of identifying students in the Tri-County area that exemplify the aims of our fraternity and the ideas of serving. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. states, everybody can be great because everybody can serve. In these tumultuous times with the pandemic, racial injustice, seditious activities, political unrest, and extreme hate, it is our pleasure to have identified youth that are thriving through it all, being great and serving as excellent examples of good citizens to this community. At this time, I'll pass it on to Brother Jonathan Wharton, who will now present the 2022 recipients of our Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Citizenship Award. Thank you. Thank you, Brother President. Greetings, everyone. It is my esteemed pleasure to present three well-deserving recipients of the 2022 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Citizenship Award. Each of these recipients embody key aspects of Dr. King's life's work, love of community and selflessness. I have the privilege first to present the award to Mr. Jerry Jai Kozar Lewis. Jerry. Hello everyone, my name is Jai Kozar Lewis and I'm very honored and privileged to receive this award. Uh, to me, community service just means whatever, doing whatever I can to help my community because I know that I've been given many opportunities and it's important to give back. So thank you very much. Thank you, Jai. Next, um, I'll be presenting this award to Ms. Hannah Heckman. Hi, um, thank you so much for your consideration and the award. And what community service means to me is giving back to the people who help shape you and help you grow in your community. And I really like to focus on being kind to everyone, no matter what their situation is. So thank you. Thank you, Ms. Heckman. And last, we're going to present this award to Madison Franklin. Madison. Thank you, Madison. And we're gonna turn this back over to you, Guadalupe. Thank you. Thank you to all the brothers of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated and congratulations again to Jai, Hannah and Madison. Uh, up next, we welcome Reverend Dr. Versay Williams, advisory board member for the Human Relations and Community Services Department for our closing remarks. Reverend Dr. Williams. Good afternoon, everyone. What a wonderfully amazing program. And I wanna congratulate the recipients of the Community Services Award. You have gifts and talents and you're young, so we salute you. 
as I think of um, our call to action, I can't help but think of 54 years ago when um, Dr. King was murdered. I don't know if it was the night or the next day, probably was later that night. Walter Cronkite came on, announced that Dr. King had been shot and my father cried. We would always watch the news together and daddy cried. And I said, daddy, what does that mean? And daddy said to me, baby, things are changing for the Negro. You just keep doing what's right. You know, sometimes being fair and impartial is not always legislatively possible. We've had a wonderful hour. We could just go on and on. So much talent, so much wisdom, thinking about what we could do or what we can do. But we know the reality that is sometimes biases and stereotypes, sometimes plain old hatred of others causes us to ignore a person's God-given right for fair and impartial treatment, to treat everyone with dignity. So I challenge each of us, every one of us on this line, to look into our heart and our soul, and I challenge us to stop sort of pretending, being more, be more authentic, work a little harder, to care about others when we get the chance because we all have wonderful spaces where we can help someone else, where we can be a blessing to someone to be healthier, to have another chance. And so the call to action, the closing remarks, I think of the little ones, do it for me. They're so precious. To do it for them and other people, all people, we must challenge our assumptions and we got, we've got to reframe our biases. We've got to make room for everyone. And we must be the springboard in which morality for all people comes forth. And it comes forth from our own internal moral compass. So God bless you. I wish you all the best. And to remember that our call to action comes from within our own being. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend Dr. Williams. For our grand finale, we welcome back Hope Central Urban Arts, who will be performing America the Beautiful. This arrangement of America the Beautiful was written by the students specifically for this performance. They are excited to share their songwriting and hip-hop skills with you all. So sit back and enjoy this last uh, performance by Hope Central Urban Arts.
Phenomenal job, Pulse Central. You all make Lansing proud and beautiful. I wish we were live so you could hear everyone cheering you on, but know that you all did a great job today. Again, thank you to all of our speakers and performers. Please remember to watch the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Commission of Mid-Michigan's A Day of Celebration, which airs Monday, January 17th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on WILX TV 10 and WLNS TV 6. Thank you all for joining us. Have a great rest of your day and stay well.